Oh no, I mean, one thing's for absolute certain, and I saw a lot of speculation about it last night, you know, I think the the UK fans, they they love the fights, they also love the production, they love they love to applaud and moan the talent at the talent, they love the commentators, they hate the commentators, and they're very responsive and they're passionate about what they watch. One thing that is an absolute given is that wherever we go and whatever announcement we make, Matchroom Media will be running a product for our live events in boxing from now. And that, that will be part of any deal that we do. And that will be down to the lighting, the ring walks, the look and the feel, the talent, the broadcast team, everything. Because we create a narrative for fight, fighters and fights. We sell the stories, the cradle and grave mentality, cradle to grave, where it's from the inception to the delivery. It has to be solid. It has to follow a flow. And I need to be able to create that. It's only like WWE, you know, exactly the same thing. WWE productions create their production, their talent, they're looking. And, and that's important to me. So any deal now will see us create our own talent presentation team, broadcast team, social media team, shoulder content, documentary team. And any new deal that we do, will come with a huge arsenal of production, content, shoulder programming, digital content, and we will be looking to build an unstoppable team of talent to deliver live event production and additional content to fans. That's quite a strong statement regarding production. Uh, uh, that's, that's, it's not a strong statement, it's a huge statement. Yeah. And that, that for me is one of the most exciting things that we have done as a business and, and in the sport for a long, long time. Um, sometimes as, as a promoter, you can go, you can create an event and, but you align with a broadcaster that, and you might not agree with the production or you might not agree with the, the broadcast team or the lighting or the ring walks or the set. So this gives us an opportunity to put our own stamp globally on everything, you know? So the most inevitable breakup in boxing is clearly on its way to finalising the, the minor details. And in a matter of months, Eddie Hearn and Sky will no longer be business partners, particularly in the realm of boxing. Hmm. 
it's been coming for a while, hasn't it? And it feels good that it's finally out in the open because we've lived through the phony war and we've lived through... It's been like a bad breakup, right? Everyone's been in that situation. It's normally like when you're a kid. We've all been there. You're in a relationship and you know you've been there a little bit too long. Neither side's really trying anymore. You found a level and no one rocks the boat, but you kind of know you're heading towards... You're heading towards that breakup, but you're praying that it's not explosive and you're praying that it's not destructive because, you know, you've kind of got it easy. But what happens over time is your life starts to deteriorate because your standards fall. And if you're a boxing fan, there has to be universal agreement that the Sky product's been poor for a long time. And if you don't believe it, the people at Sky definitely do. Because you've got to remember, Sky deliver one of the best boxing experiences you can watch on your television. Better than DAZN, better than Al Heyman, better than ESPN and Bob Arum. Visually, so much better. Now we can complain about the commentary, and I think that's a problem. And hopefully that's a problem that now goes to DAZN. But that's a big problem. But when you break down the product, Sky delivers something that's visually spectacular. What it hasn't had for a long time is the fights to match. And I know we can talk about Shannon Courtney and Ebony Bridges, and they did fantastically. They did really, really well. But I could put those two girls in the ABAs now. They don't win a thing. That's the problem. And so we need to go to the genesis of this breakup. We need to go back to when the wheels started to fall off. So before I jump in, I just want to preface this by saying what I'm sharing with you now from the boxing side comes from someone I respect greatly who's connected to, to, to all sides, actually. And from a commercial perspective, from an ex-colleague of mine who now... Does, I mean, he does the strategy for Sky, and he's heavily involved in the budgeting process. So he gets to see every part of the business. We're not just talking boxing here. We're talking you know, how much you're going to spend on insurance for your, for your buildings. and so All of that stuff is all part of your budgeting process, you know, your maintenance costs versus your investment costs. So, the, so I'm going to piece together the knowledge I have to kind of weave a narrative of how we've got to where we've got to. So within Sky, Joshua Klitschko was meant to be the golden era. The numbers that pay-per-view did were meant to be the, the baseline. So I think, you know, the media say it was one and a half million. It was more like 1.1 million when you really factor things in. 1.1 million pay-per-view buys. And so Sky look at that and go, so when we get Joshua doing the major unifications, when he fights his, his natural rivals, we should be getting to two and three million. That was the expectation around pay-per-view sales. That's why you secure Joshua, right? So they were looking for that uplift on, on Carl Froch. We need someone who can deliver more than Carl. Okay, AJ will be that guy. Eddie, make it happen. You already know what happened after that, right? You, any mix of Takam, Parker... Ruiz, oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know. 
Was there a Molina in there at some point? I have no idea. But that's what you end up with, Pulev. So Sky are looking at this four years later going, Joshua hasn't really grown our footprint. Is it because of Anthony Joshua? No, because you see him everywhere. So what's happening? He's being denied the fights. Why can't these fights get made? The guy we've got an exclusive deal with is Eddie. So Sky from a long time, for a long time have known that Eddie Hearn was the problem in making the big fights, that they needed to monetize their assets. You know, but he had the exclusive deal so he could do what he wanted and he did what he wanted. He guaranteed he'd make pay-per-view stars out of the 2016 class and we're five years down the line and there's not one pay-per-view star amongst them. Not one. So you start to look at it and you go, so since Hearns had this exclusivity, what's he had it for, like six, seven years? I have no idea. Someone will correct me. He's, he's taken Joshua to a certain level and not beyond and he hasn't really given us anything to, to get excited about. So to boxing people, Eddie Hearn's a superstar. When you look at the numbers, he's a man who played his best hand in 2017 and struggled to deliver anything since. So then you wonder, is it Eddie Hearn or is it the fighters who are really making these events? Probably a mix of the two. But now you realize you don't have a superstar promoter that can turn water into wine. And so your energy changes towards him. This is not your messiah. This is not a guy that's going to add another sport to the portfolio that drives subscriptions. He's not the guy for that. So you work out another contract. You give him another chance. Right, you've got another three years. And it gets worse. Right? It gets worse. Still can't monetize Joshua. Yes, you've got the Dillian White Chisora fights. You've got Dillian White Oscar Rivas. You've got Dillian White Parker. They're entertaining fights, but what they're not is they're not great moments in British sporting history. And that's what Sky hangs its hat on. We are there for the historic moments in British sport. Eddie's failed to deliver those consistently. Since AJ Klitschko, that was more of an event than anything of greater significance than that. Sky wanted AJ versus Wilder. They wanted that in Wembley. That's why they brought Wilder over. The expectation was we will make this fight happen. What happened? People didn't want to deal with Eddie Hearn. But he had the contract. So Sky were like, well, you kind of have to deal with him. So they refused to. And meanwhile, Sky are watching Wilder Fury do great numbers. They're watching Wilder Fury revitalize two men that they were happy for Joshua to fight. But no one would do business with Hearn. And that was okay when you had guys like Barney Francis and, and Adam Smith and they were vocal and they were telling people, you don't know, we know, he's going to come good, he's going to come good. What's accelerated the process is there's been a change in regime at Sky Sports. So it's not your old school sporting guys, the guys who were there in the 90s and so forth. It's not there. Now you've got the commercial bots coming in. The numbers men are there. And whereas Sky Sports was traditionally home for vanity projects and legacy relationships and people looked out for each other because they'd known each other in the 80s and the 90s, 
this new commercial focus is 100% about value. Let's go through our portfolio of sporting assets. How do we generate the maximum value? What's blocking us from maximizing value when it came to boxing was Hearn. We've got the best pay-per-view platform in the country. We've got the, the cross-promotion of Sky Sports. We can make stars out of anybody. We have the infrastructure to deliver classic shows. We have all of these things in place. Sky Sports are being held back by one man. And it's not said publicly because you don't want to damage your product and you don't want to rock the boat, but it is. One man is blocking everything. Now there's no Barney Francis to stick up for you. You don't have that blocker. You've got, you've got a guy who, I think the head of Sky Sports now is an ex-lawyer. You know, I think he's head of corporate and legal affairs and then he was commercial director. He knows his numbers and he knows that boxing should be doing more. So how do you do that? Basically, you don't go exclusive. So once, that, once those discussions start to happen, you know, Eddie's now like, mm, why do I need to be here? Look what I've done for them. This is the thanks I get. And Sky are now looking. And the pandemic accelerates a lot of things now because the money's not what it used to be. So what I can say is that in the strategy meetings, the discussion changes. And the discussion within Sky now goes, from a sports perspective, have we ever addressed the fact that there are a greater number of single female households than they've ever been. And they've never been factored in as consumers of sport. What are we marketing to them? What are we marketing to the 18 to 24s who don't consume boxing, who maybe don't consume football, who don't consume F1? What are we marketing to them? So Sky are now looking for those female stars. They're now looking for those female role models who will maybe persuade people to get the Sky subscription instead of Netflix or whatever, right? That's the strategic aim, is to get more sports, a greater push and greater focus on netball. They did great work with female boxing. This is all strategic. And they're looking for those female superstars. They want them to be on Sky because Sky is going to become the home for female sport, and this is where you'll get to see your female stars. They're looking at esports. What can we do in the esports realm? How can we take that mainstream? Because people will pay to watch that too. What they're not looking at is boxing. They've sold, they've sold everything to boxing people that they'll ever sell. If you've got your football subscription, you've got your football subscription, and you've got boxing on top of that, you'll pay for it. And in that world, Eddie Hearn doesn't fit in. He's a middle-aged man. As much as he tries to pretend otherwise... To non-boxing people, this is a middle-aged man who's slightly embarrassing in how he behaves himself, not politically correct, not really someone you want to hang out there as a face of your sporting franchise, and he knows that. But he appeals to that basic boxing fan. His appeal is very, very niche, and that's why he's never been able to go mainstream. So Sky go, well, we don't need him. We don't need him. We, we're Sky Sports. We can move on without him. We've done it before. We'll do it again. What that looks like, that's the challenge. How do you rebuild Sky when it was made in the image of one man that had exclusive control and failed to deliver routinely? Don't forget this. 
This man failed to deliver routinely on the fights that you wanted to see and instead gave you fights you never dreamt of seeing because they were so terrible. Tried to make household names out of certain guys. Man. Tried to make household names out of certain gyms because they were his mates and they were in business together. And it was disastrous. And this guy saw through all of this because, like I said, the new era, they don't care about Hearn's past. They don't care about Matchroom's past. They care about what the value drivers are for their proposition. And Eddie didn't warrant exclusivity. And once that was off the table, he was like, well, why am I here? And so that brings us to the announcement today. The first thing to say is this is not a new deal. This is not new money. Go back to the announcement. I think it was May 2018 when the whole DAZN thing started to take off. I might have got my dates wrong. If I have, apologize. I apologize. So that then kicked off, what, September? And so by the time Hearn and Sky have parted ways and DAZN start kicking off, that's going to be September. It's going to be three years. The original deal Hearn signed when he said it was for a billion was eight years. We're at the end of the three-year proving period, and now what DeZone have said is, Oscar's allegedly a cokehead who's obsessed with being world champion again, his eyes not on the ball, as much as he's better at developing talent, as much as he's more likely to produce world champions and pay-per-view stars, he's not reliable enough for us to do business with him. We're more comfortable with you, Eddie. So Hearn gets the reins. But it's the continuation of the deal he had before. They're just saying, we're going to carry on. But they're going to carry on at a reduced rate. He hasn't got the budget he had three years ago because DAZN don't have that money. Nor are they willing to risk it because they've learned very quickly. Rich people and their money are soon parted in the sport called boxing. And that's why Hearn's there. When you strip it all down, DAZN have a bigger bo boxing budget than Sky. And if Hearn's on a percentage, why wouldn't you go to the place with the biggest budget? Because that's the most money you're going to get. There's nothing clever here. All, all it's done is it's allowed both sides to save face. Sky can say, we wish Eddie the best, he's off to do this, without saying, actually, we couldn't stand the guy, and he was bad for our proposition, which is what a lot of people think within Sky. And then he can save face by saying, look, I'm on the zone, I'm doing all of this great stuff, I've taken Matchroom International, I've taken it global, Yada, yada, yada. But it's still the same deal he's had for the last three years. Nothing's changed apart from the numbers gone down. So don't fall into this going, he's a genius, he's this, he's that. He's just got the same deal on reduced terms. Because there was nowhere to go. BT weren't moving. And there's nowhere else in the UK with a decent pay-per-view platform. So he had to look at America. But now look, Hearn goes to America without Joshua again. Hearn goes to America without Dillian White again. So what's in that stable that the Americans will want? Pause for a second and think, what's in that stable that the Americans will want? Are you really going to package up Conor Ben as an American pay-per-view star? Really? In a country that's got Virgil Ortiz and Jerome Ennis on the way up? In a, in a country that's got Terence Crawford, in a country that's got Manny Pacquiao, well, he's Filipino, but he boxes in America. In a country that's got Errol Spence Jr., Keith Thurman, Sean Porter, you're going to market Conor Ben. Good luck to you. 
So I don't think this is a gamble Hearn would want to take because he's already been frozen out of American boxing. And he hasn't got the crown jewels at his disposal, as in Joshua and White, maybe even Chisora at a push, that he can take to America and buy credibility. He hasn't really got that. Yes, he's got Canelo, but what else has he really got in terms of that top-tier talent? Golovkin looks disillusioned. Usyk looks disappointing at heavyweight. So he's scratching around. Meanwhile, Bob Arum's determined not to let Hearn win. Heyman's just doing what Heyman does. And paradoxically, as you start to watch this Hearn model evolve, expect it to be more like the PBC. Smaller purses, more fights. You're going to earn your keep. That's where they're headed. And that's why they've got Eddie in, because Eddie knows how to do that. Deliver weekly shows, do the hype, do the IFL, do the seconds out. He can do that. He can be on that hamster wheel without copious amounts of alcohol and drugs like Oscar allegedly needs. So fair play. But Hearn doesn't want to be in that position. He knows America's a hard nut to crack. Broner's on the scrappy, but he still can't sign him. Well, he's not on the scrappy, but he's struggling, and he still can't sign him. Thurman's been inactive, he still can't sign him. Could it make sense of Michael Hunter? So what's Hearn actually going to do in America? Dust off Tommy Coyle and Anthony Crawler and get them going. I don't think Hearn wanted to leave the UK. I don't. I don't think that choice was fully his. I think Sky made it very clear that they weren't happy and they were going to go in a different direction. And so Hearn had no choice but to go to America. That's the cold, hard reality of this. Because he's gone to America on reduced terms to what he had a year ago. Because he hasn't delivered for, for DAZN in the way that they thought. Take Canelo out of the picture and DAZN are an absolute mess, but Canelo's draining most of their funds, which is why Eddie has lashed himself onto that. You know, they haven't been able to monetize Triple G the way they wanted to. They definitely haven't monetized Usyk the way they wanted to. There are a lot of DAZN fighters that haven't been monetized. Where the hell is Tevin Farmer? Will he get a phone call? Now that Eddie sees sense. Are we going to start seeing Eddie tell us Joseph Cito Lopez might be the greatest 147 fighter of all time? I don't know. I can tell you this, it's going to be damn hard for him. It's going to be damn hard for all of us because now we're definitely in a rebuilding phase in boxing. Hearn's been smart. That's why you see him hoovering up the best of the US talent. He's not stupid. He is hoovering these guys up. Because that's the only way he can get a foothold in the US boxing scene. But he'll get frozen out. They're not stupid over there. The Americans are not going to let him succeed. Not when they have promoters in their own country. They're not going to let Hearn succeed. Think how annoyed Americans get at the fact that Idris Elba gets all of these parts and all these British actors are taking parts. The Americans get annoyed about stuff like that. So Hearn's... Hearn's He's, Jesus, he's up against it. He really is up against it. And in the UK, what will Sky do? They'll do whatever they want. Now you've got guys who see a vacant platform and now the beauty parade begins. So now we're going to find out who was actually with Matchroom and who Matchroom were working with. So we know for certain... 
AJ was working with Matchroom without being signed to Matchroom. We know Dillian was working with Matchroom without being signed to Matchroom. I suspect Chisora is working with Matchroom without being signed to Matchroom. And so when you break that down, you start to go, who would you have as a front man for, for Sky? I'd always say David Hay, but I say that and people say, oh, you're biased because he's your mate. He's not. <laughs> I think he blocked me on WhatsApp, so <laughs> we're not, we're not matey-matey, are we? But he'd be a good front man. But does David want the hassle of having to promote fights? I don't think so. I don't think he really cares about putting fights together, putting cars together. He can come out and sell the hell out of it, absolutely. But does he need that at this point in his life? Look, he makes good money off managing guys like Chisora and you know, gets to live in Costa Rica for God knows how long. He's a happy man. He's enjoying his 40s. Does he really want to do that? Don't know. Are the Saulins floating around? Probably. Do you look at MTK's roster and go, what can we do here? Probably. But they've got ties with ESPN and Bob Arum, so that gets tricky too. Ideally, you would have had someone like a, like a Hennessy or maybe someone like a Hobson, you know, just to, to steer the ship in choppy waters, but they don't have that. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. I, I don't really, I want to be surprised at the direction Sky go in. They may even just write boxing off, actually. Do you need it? In a world where boxing becomes increasingly irrelevant, do you need it? And do you need it when sports rights are about to get a whole lot more competitive with the zone entering the UK market? Don't you want to secure the Heineken Cup in rugby? Don't you want to secure the rugby premiership? Don't you want to make sure you can shore up the Super League F1 cricket and lock down those marquee sports, the Premiership as well, and the Champions League. And go back to being the home of British sport. And then you want to expand your footprint with female sport. You want to expand your footprint with future sports like the X Games and those sorts of things. Because that's where the future growth will be. Boxing's an anachronism. Unless you're a fan, it's something that other people talk about. It just is. And we have to accept that. Sky understand that. Eddie Hearn understands that. Hopefully the fans understand. He's just got to go and get his grift on. Wherever he can get that money. This is like that last big payday for Eddie Hearn. He's got to grift like his life depends on it. And I know I've just given him a rough ride here, but I genuinely say good luck to him. If he can make something spectacular happen in America, more power to him. In the UK... Let's just care about rebuilding our product. Let's, let's go back to competitive fights like Dan Aziz versus Ricky Summers. Let's go back to these sort of competitive yardstick fights. Lyndon Arthur, Anthony Yard, rematch. Denzel Bentley versus Felix Cash this Saturday. Let's get those fights happening. Stop the game playing. Find promoters who can do deals with everyone. Let's just stop the game playing and give the fans what they want before they go and find something else that gives them what they want. But I just wanted to do a little quick one in response to what's happening with Hearn, own Sky, and yada, yada, yada. But as always, you know, if you enjoyed the episode, share it, engage on social media, Instagram, Twitter, does bother me. Some people even hit me up on LinkedIn. It's appreciated. As long as you can help me make money, I mean, more than appreciated. But now, keep the discussion going, because this is going to be really, really interesting. 
We haven't had an upheaval like this in a long, long time. Like, not since they cleared the decks of guys like Ricky Hatton and so forth have we had this. Because there's a side question I haven't even asked. Where does Joshua's roster go? If Joshua's not going to the zone, does that mean Ramler's not going? Does that mean Campbell Hatton's not going? Does that mean Boatsy's not going? Does that mean Akoli's not going? Inquiring minds want to know. But on that note, I will leave it and I will say, take care and I will be back soon. Hey, so all the guys that listened to this yesterday or the day before might miss out on this bit, so I'm going to circulate it again so you understand. So it's been interesting. So an interesting 15 or 16 hours since I recorded last. So Eddie's now come out on IFL, and he's had to straight bat a lot of questions. Why? No one really has a clue, but I think we can speculate based on, A, how her normally works. So if you remember, when things were going well with Sky, the contract renewal was announced well ahead of time. Why? Because it meant that you could plan for the rest of the year. So Eddie has to plan for the rest of the year. And that means we're in April now. So you really want like to be clear about your next three months, regardless of what broadcast you're on. And Hearn must have a view on who's fighting who and when. You know, especially with reference to the Tyson Fury thing, right? So these things are all happening. If the agreement was done, it would have been done by now. In the same way that when a footballer is happy with a club, the renewal happens well before the expiry. That's why Harry Kane has a six-year contract at a club he clearly doesn't want to be at right now. So we can conclude from that that Hearn's not going to renew. Now throw into the bucket the fact that Matchroom will now do all the production. So then what, what role is there for Sky What to just broadcast? But remember, Sky are custodians of their brand. They can't let anyone just broadcast. So then what would Hearn be saying? So Hearn's saying one of three things. Matchroom will carry the risk of every show on their balance sheet and then sell the show back to whichever broadcast partner they decide to go with. So for DAZN, it will be, yeah, we will make this show and we will sell it to you for this or this proportion, whatever. And they'll probably offer the same thing to Sky. Sky can't do that. That's not what Sky are there for. Sky are there to, to look after their brand and their product to make sure they can deliver a proposition that drives their profitability. So when Hearn is adamant, and he is in the IFL interview, it's about 10 minutes in, and for the record... I think that's one of the few times he, he tacitly acknowledges that he listens because I think as of yesterday, it was just me and Coppinger that had gone out with anything of any scale or substance by that point. So what we know for certain is Sky aren't going to let him do that. Otherwise, Hearn could have done it a long time ago. One of the things that's really disappointing, if I'm being honest with you, is when he made reference to, we're like the WWE. We want to control the narrative from cradle to grave, I think he said. Something along those lines. If you're a boxing fan, that should worry you now because now you're not going to get the best fight in the best. You're going to get the, the slow, pointless build-ups, multi-year build-ups to WrestleMania-type moments. And boxing fans don't have that sort of time or patience, right? Look, WWE, you know. Royal Rumble, 
WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, you're going to get fights that hopefully you remember for a long time. Hearn can't even deliver that now. And that's not a budget issue. He could have, I mean, like he says, his shows are profitable. He could have done this a long time ago. He could have. So the conclusion you draw is, this is about his control of everything. And here's what I want to defend Eddie Hearn. If you look at his track record over the last decade, he's been right more often than he's been wrong. So why should he have to go to somebody, uh, James, whoever it is at Sky, who he doesn't really know, who his old man doesn't really know, and say, here's my vision. Barney Francis would have bought into it. That whole kind of old school, you know, we came up through the 90s guys would have bought into it because they trust him. And I think Eddie wants to go somewhere where he's trusted. Now with DAZN, here's the reality of DAZN. They, they, they're in so deep now with this boxing thing, they can't pull out. And they can't get Heyman, they can't get Aram. Like I said, Oscar, I mean, between Oscar's nostrils and his lips, he's ruining his own life. So you're left with Eddie Hearn as a promoter of any scale who can do anything. And who's reliable, who's metronomic, who always delivers. And he also flies pretty straight. So it's a marriage of convenience. DeZone needs someone who can get them out of this hole. Eddie needs someone who's going to leave him to his own devices to deliver. So it's the only relationship that makes any sense. So now people quite rightly are speculating that we're looking at another box nation potentially and that would serve to Eddie's ego right because then he could say look I did Box Nation better than Frank but something I've learned over the years there's only so much boxing we really care about I don't need to watch boxing every week I don't need to watch 30 shows a year I have no interest really give me the fights that matter and I'll watch them put my friends on TV and I'll watch them apart from that I don't care but there's a group of people who would watch boxing if it was on every day. It's just not big enough to dig the zone out of a $1.7 billion hole. There's not enough of them. So this is the final throw of the dice for the zone in boxing. If Hearn can't make this work, if Hearn can't get the big names on his platform delivering memorable moments, the zone are finished. And that's, I think that's the sky gamble. We're going to let DAZN destroy themselves. In the meantime, they'll give us some modern technology. They'll give us a really good tech stack that when they, go, when they go tits up, we'll just buy that. Expand our reach in these other countries that we're not quite in yet. Why not? Sky could do that. Leverage that technology and keep it moving. So I think Sky are being smart by letting the world move while they do nothing, knowing that they've got deep enough pockets to respond to anything that happens in the market. And that's why Eddie has to be careful. Because if the zone goes wrong and Sky have to step in, he might have to deal with the same people he could potentially upset. So that's why you're going to see Eddie be super diplomatic, super friendly, because he, he can't be guaranteed to win in this thing. The Americans aren't going to let him. In the UK, Frank's not going to let him. But let's watch how it plays out. But I just find that really interesting that 
It's one of the few times you've seen Hearn really struggle. You know, just struggle to, to put a positive spin on something. Because if I'm a Hearn fighter now, I'm like, well, what does this really mean for me? You know, there's a reason why I put up that Adrian Broner clip the other day, and I just said, look, this is still an app with very little penetration in the UK, very little use case in the UK. What, I'm going to get an app to just watch boxing and a bit of NASCAR, some, some ice hockey. No, thank you. And people say, oh, it's only one ninety nine a month. Yes, until it goes to nine ninety nine a month, and then fifteen ninety nine a month. Yeah, it's not profitable at one ninety nine a month. You should know that by now. But I am intrigued now to see what happens because essentially the chessboard's been booted up in the air, and we need to see where all the pieces fall. You know, who's positioning themselves to get on Sky? Who's got a product that's Sky ready? Or a sky prepared to just build from the ground up and say, actually, we're going to pick six or seven names and we're just going to pin our boxing future on these guys. Kind of like they did with Joshua. And they did, to a certain extent, with Carl Froch. But no, I'm interested to see where this goes. I think this is better speculation. This is better gossip fodder than, than Joshua versus Fury, for sure, because this has a fundamental bearing on how we consume boxing going forward. Now, I'm not going to be here just giving Hearn a kicking left, right, and center because I'm intrigued to see what he does when he has total control, where he doesn't have to answer into that many people. I'm intrigued to see what he can do. I'm also worried that he may take boxing in a direction it won't recover from. And we need to learn from this whole Super League discussion. The fans know what they want, and they need to be prepared to make sure that they get what they want. You know, credit, as much as I'm not a Chelsea fan and I'm not a fan of, of their kind of hooligan culture, as soon as that Super League thing was announced, all those cab drivers hit the street. Cab drivers, bouncers, enforcers all hit the street and said, nah, this ain't happening. It's us, the fans, who are the custodians of the sport. Eddie should remember that. And as long as he delivers to that, he can be successful on his own. The minute he tries to turn it into a gimmick and get all of these YouTubers on doing whatever, and that, that's coming. The YouTuber stuff, the legend stuff, that's coming from Matchroom. Don't question that for a second. You think Hearn's going to watch Triller make all this money and not respond? No way. So let's just prepare ourselves for that. But in the meantime, listen, have a good day. And you know, sorry for tacking this on to the end, but you know, it, it's worth you guys listening twice if you have to. Take care. Bye.